like this brewery. I couldn't figure out why it was transmitter. I did, I went through some whole, I read a bunch of research about transmitter and it was so science. I was just like, nope, I'm not even going to try that. <laughs> so like, that's not happening. Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare traveling, craft beer drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. I'm Dolan. Ah, week two of Producer's Choice. Dolan, where did you get this one? Because I know you didn't go to New York. No, I didn't go to New York. So I have this app on my phone, and they're not paying us for me to say this. Oh, free okay. pub. Yeah, so if you want to sponsor us... Yeah, that'd be great. We could use that'd a sponsor. Be great. Sure. Yeah. Especially this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. So there's an app on my phone. It's called Tavor. Oh. And... Um, they do like a, I don't know. I, f- I feel like it's new beers almost every day. Some are there longer for a day, longer than a day, but they've got like 10 to 12 beers that they come out and they have it categorized as like, here's all of our releases, which is like I said, around 10 beers. And then they do a just dropped. Um, and basically what it is, is breweries can sign up to be in partnership with Tavor mm-hmm. and Tavor will distribute their beers everywhere anybody who has the app can get it hmm. um so so long as it's okay with the the brewery obviously sure um so yeah it, it's actually pretty cool i've been just looking for styles that we've never done and this is a style we've never done so i ordered it um the shipping is a flat rate of 15 dollars no okay. matter how many beers you fill your crate up with hmm. uh it, it can get pretty expensive especially if you're like me and only ordering like two or three at a time um and you're paying more for shipping than you are the beers. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Pretty cool app. Uh, I've got some pretty pretty good beers on there. I just had one from Urban Artifact, the Spicy Pickle Weird. beer. That was super good. Um, spicy Pickle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just when we think he's doing better, <laughs> and he drinks the Spicy Pickle beer. Yeah. It, it was really good. And um, But, yeah, and so then I got this one because it's a dry hopped Goza. And I thought, we've done Gozas, mm-hmm. but never a dry hopped Goza. So I kind of want to explore wit, uh, what the difference is. And yeah, if we can is, even tell, we'll yeah, see. If that, it's that significant it, of a difference. Right. It'll yeah. be interesting to see if we could tell. This might be the first beer we've had from New York City. Mm. Uh, I need to... Ch- for city, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Brooklyn, right? Where I think where these guys are from, Brooklyn, yes, yeah, one four one Flushing Avenue, which Flushing, Flushing, New York, yeah. So Transmitter Brewery, Transmitter Brewing, and this is the W four Dry Hopped Goza. Okay, so f- right off the bat, it's a smell hot. You, you can, yeah, you can smell it, definitely. Oh, that's good. And I poured a little hard just to just to try to get it to oh, open up like aroma, that. yeah. So, uh, much like last oh, yeah. week, you smell it? Mm-hmm. It's, it's right there. It hops, and then it smells like a goza. Mm-hmm. Yep. Much like last week, they have uh, updated, as of two weeks ago, they've updated their hours. So, they're trying to get it back open again. Uh, this one, as opposed to South Park last week, who had some days that they were closed, this one was open seven days a week, noon to seven. 
I would think you'd have to be in New York City. Mm. I would think so. I don't think you get days off there. No, nope. it doesn't seem like Mm-mm. it. No, nope. no matter no matter what it's like in New York or in the city or whatever, yeah. like you got to go. And there's just so many people. Yeah. Like stuff has to be open, right? Yep. Huh. I actually wrote down like the, this sounds like next level smart beer stuff. Like okay. That, that was the most I could like it, just the best I could articulate oh. like what I was reading on their site and their site and what I was looking at and and the types of beer that they do. Uh-huh. Like like a a dry hopped goza is doesn't surprise me from these guys at all. Yeah, I not, wrote I wrote down bit. a few of their uh other styles that they did. Mm-hmm. It's very like traditional brewery, you know, it's not like a American craft brewery. I didn't see any, you know, like Fruity, pulpy, sour beers. No. I saw Beer to Guard, Farmhouse, Saison, mm-hmm. Abbey Ales, Triples, like that sort of stuff. Yes. You know? So it's like old school Germany beers. Very, very like traditional, difficult, mm-hmm. hard to make beers. Yeah. Okay, when you try this, tell me that doesn't have like two levels. Yep. Right? That's pretty good. Wow. I think the hop almost cuts some of the salt. Yeah. Which but I guess... I do get salty aftertaste, but not too bad. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's... I mean, what are you looking for when you when you get it? Like, I don't what get do you... a lot of, like, sour, though. No, well, some. Well, I get I get some sour. Hmm. I'm going to have to go in for another drink. <laughs> I get it right, like, on the front mm. of your tongue a little bit. It's almost like a lemony sour. Mm-hmm. Like a lemon drop sour. Kind of. Yeah. To me, it's grassy. Must be the, from the dry hop. Maybe that's what I'm getting. Mm. Like a vegetable. I'm, I'm getting it there. Like, yeah. Wow. I see your lemon though. The lemon is definitely there. Isn't that weird? How all of us are getting three different things. Different Maybe flavors. it's lemon grass. <laughs> Mind blown. Complex. Uh, I've wow. definitely had lemongrass beers before. Yeah. All right. So this came from their website. This is this and. Just look at their label. Like their label is using like old style typeset. Like that looks like they they could have done it on a typewriter. You know what that looks like to me, and I I thought the same thing. I try to do research into why it looks like that, mm-hmm. or like how old the building is and that sort of stuff. And to me, that's what it that's what old medicine bottles used to look like. Yes, or like when during prohibition, when pe- doctors would write you a prescription so you could drink whiskey. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. The, yeah, the old prescription pad or whatever. Yes. Like that was, yeah. That's exactly what that looks like. I saw a picture on one of the beer sites I'm in on Facebook, and it was somebody that had a Coors bottle, but it was from like 19, like right when Coors opened. Really? And the label looked almost exactly like that. Weird. So they're yeah. going for that old school look. Super, super old looking. I mean, there's a lot of information on that tons, label. Right? Yeah. It, I mean, it, they've even got everything like listed out old school, mm-hmm. like with the dashed lines, um, mm-hmm. like the IBUs and all that stuff. It's it has a serving temp on it. Um, I'm guessing we're above that right now. Yeah, probably. Oh, probably. It says 42 degrees. Mm-hmm. Then it yeah. says subtle. So here's what the can says: it says subtle lime and floral notes from the hops combined with light citrus flavors, imparted by the coriander and deep mineral water profile to make this complex but crushable goza. Drink with oysters and or seafood. I wrote that down. Pairs with oysters and seafood on their website. I had that. Huh. See, that's like, how fancy is that, right? Maybe that's just an East Coast thing. Like, you can get oysters. Yeah, everywhere. we ain't getting those around here too much. <laughs> you can. You just don't want them. Yeah. So, all right. Mm. So, this came directly off their site. Like, this is the first thing I read. And so, I just clipped the whole thing off and 
this is like this is where I thought, okay, this is different than any other brewery generally that we've talked about. Rather than maybe on par to some of the old German breweries that we talked about during Oktoberfests and and you know those types of beers formed to bring a unique perspective on traditional beer styles to the local New York City beer scene through the informed use of interaction use and interactions of yeast and hops. We hope to add to the conversation about what craft beer is. We invite you to enjoy an ever-rotating stock of unique farmhouse styles crafted with passion for the process of brewing and for drinking good beer. Yeah. I thought, okay, yeah, that's smarter than me by I, far. I noticed that on their website was kind of like that. Yep. And I was trying to I was trying to figure out what the tie-in, because the building looked old. Yeah. And I couldn't find anything like, was it an old some sort of factory or because because of the name transmitter and mm-hmm. the way that the logo looks i was i was trying to figure out like where that went and usually it's easy you know not a lot of mysteries in craft beer on right. the, online you know like mm-hmm. here's where our story comes from here's our name right i couldn't find it from them these guys were okay so started in 2005 by rob kolb and anthony accardi uh, they met and shared their first beer, uh, 2005. They were both amateur bicycle racers, yeah. which is I, kind of fun. I think we've had you know bike tie-ins right. many times, mm-hmm. but in New York City, that's a whole different beast. Completely different. It was like a whole you know like bike messenger is a thing. That's mm-hmm. like a real job there. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they would make their they both independently made their own pickles and corned their own beef, and so they coriander baby. Yeah. So they bonded over this. And then one of them, I think I want to say is Anthony, had an old homebrew kit. And Rob was like, hey, you should get that out and see what you can do. And now we're drinking their beer. Hmm. It does say farmhouse ales since, since I can't tell if that's a two or a three, 2012 or 2013. Hmm. I, generally on the farmhouse and saisons, I, I tend to, eh, I'll try it. It isn't yeah. necessarily yeah. always my favorite. Same. Uh, but this is different. This is not... Yeah. Yeah. It's real good. It is really good. I didn't know what I was expecting, but <laughs> it's it's weird because it, it is layered in a way that sometimes you'll get like a, let's say, a Neapolitan stout, right? Yes. Where you get strawberry and you get chocolate and vanilla in, a, in some sort of magical way that they do it. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to that where the flavors unfold. You, you get that dry hop smell right away. And if you smell it a little bit longer, you get some of the salty part too. Yep. And when you taste it, it's it's... Like you punch through the hop, you get the salt, you get the citrus, mm-hmm. and then it finishes a little bit salty, but clean, and then you want more. Oh, that's, yeah. That's about as good as I can describe that. What was the ABV on this again? Uh, 5.5. Wow. So Bud Light-ish? Yeah, yeah. It's So I would say the significance in a dry hop goes, at least with this one, mm-hmm. is, is pretty big. It, or the difference is pretty big. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's unlike any other goes that I've had. Does mm. it say what they dry hopped with? What hop? Um, I actually was going to look on Untapped ahead of time just to see if it said that because I'm kind of yeah. curious too. Nope, it just says uh, floral notes from the hops. So Citra, Mosaic, something probably mm-hmm. something like something. That, that. What is Plato? Is that just a different degree measurement? Like Plato? What do you mean? It says Plato, twelve point one degrees. 
It's like a brewing term. I no, no idea. Uh, IBU, Play-Doh, serving temp, volume. We'd have to ask Aaron Daly. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if Play-Doh's like Fahrenheit. Like gravity. L- like Fahrenheit and Celsius and Play-Doh. I don't know. <laughs> no idea. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. I'm going to Google it. Yeah, do that. I, while you do that, I'll talk about one of the things you didn't talk about with the brewery. Okay. Um, they are part of something that is called a CSB. CSB. Yeah, which I'd never heard of before. Okay. Stands for Community Supported Brewery. So it's like a CSA. Have you ever been involved with one of those? No. CSAs is like a little group of like mom and pop farmers, and they'll go around to businesses, and you can, you know, buy a membership, and then every week Mm -hmm. you get, you know, cucumbers and tomatoes and, you know, whatever's in season at that time. Um, Well, that's what they do with their beer. Okay. So... You get an allotment. It's a six-month package. Okay. It's 185 bucks, and then you get you know X amount number of farmhouse beers. Um, you get some barrel-aged stuff that they do. Um, you get your choice of merchandise, whether it's like T-shirts or beer glasses, um, fancy stuff like that. But then you have to go to the brewery and, and pick it up. So it's like a membership club. Okay. Some of the breweries around here have them. Um, like memberships, like the one in yep. Boiler, Lincoln has one, yep. and um, I think Pint Nine has something similar to that. Huh. Um, but this is the first one I've seen that compared it to a CSA, and it seems like a pretty decent deal for what you get. I don't know how much this can of beer costs, Dolan, but um, or if you were to go buy it at the brewery, but they also bottle a lot of their stuff. They had a lot of bombers and mm-hmm. a lot of their like more fancy stuff. Like the barrel aged things and stuff. Like, I have a feeling that's probably hard to get. Right. So, being in something like this in a CSB would be a good idea for, I don't know, 185 bucks. You'd probably get your money's worth. For the year? Six months. Oh, okay. So, but if you went there uh, once a month anyway, you're, you're probably spending that. Because it's easy. I was looking at just at the South Park one on the beers from last week. And some of the pints there were like eight bucks for a pint. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Well, when you add it up, you know, that's where you, uh, I, but if you buy yeah. a six pack, it's like nine bucks and you take it out <laughs> of the brewery. You know what I mean? Right. See, well, I will say South Park Brewing was expensive. I gotta, I gotta imagine it's more here. At the I, trans, like in New York City, how much does a pint of beer mm, cost? I'm yeah, sure. I would think New York is probably more. Well, I think that this can off of the Tavor app was eight fifty. Just yeah. for the can, yeah. But I mean, it, it, that's actually kind of on maybe on par. But yeah. mm-hmm. they're making money off of it too. The brewery's making money, right? Off of it. I wonder how to like how does it work? Like how is it? How does that business model work? Because like breweries themselves will most of them will not ship you stuff. They can't. Right? They cannot. Right. right. So, so how can they let if they don't have distribution in these states? Mm-hmm. How does it? How does it work? So what I've always I, wondered. What I what I think happens is they have a well, obviously they have to have a contract to distribute with the brewery, right? Um, but then they send cans to Tavor to the to the to wherever the headquarters, the warehouse, wherever, and then the Tavor takes that whatever they because they go until they're sold out. Yeah. So that tells me that Tavor only has X amount of this beer from this brewery. Um, I wonder if they have like sales reps from Tavor that's just like, hey, cross train. I, we'll I take know. two cases of this. Mm-hmm. Right. And then 
and Crossrain has done it before. They have participated uh, in with and, Devor. Yeah, but I don't and I don't know if they're still doing it or not. Quite mm-hmm. honestly, mm-hmm. but there's got to be some sort of non-compete with where your beer is distributed. Yeah. Let's say Crossrain, for example, is distributed in Nebraska and a little bit in Iowa, right? Uh huh. So there's got to be some sort of non-compete with quality brands and Eagle. Yeah. To you so okay, we're not going to. We know Dolan lives in Nebraska. He can't mm-hmm. buy this. He here. can't buy this here. Yeah, there's got to be some sort of logic I'm, behind. I'm sure that that's what it is because right. I mean, I know for a fact that they have uh, more beers than what I'm shown, but they also try to tailor it to like your taste. Mm-hmm. But you, you, but you're not free to search from their directory. They only give you like 10 choices. Mm-hmm. Um, Weird. So you yeah. can't just like, oh, I feel like a stout today, so I'm gonna go look at stouts. And- no, no, oh. and it changes daily. I mean, some beers are there for like the week, mm-hmm. but just depending on how much they sell of it, I, I assume. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and these the beers go fast. Like of the 10, there's usually like three that get sold out in every day. So mm-hmm. it's always switching, swapping. There's a f- couple of different sites or businesses that do this that I've mm-hmm. I've been I've tried before, but one of them was definitely a whole website that you could just scroll down and scroll down, and then mm-hmm. you buy the beer, and then by the time you ordered it, they're like, actually, this is gone. This is sold out. <laughs> we'll send you something else, and then you're just like, God, I spent all this uh, money and the shipping, and mm-hmm. how did they send it to you? So, um, Speedy, I think, speed, uh, the white van with the, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. they come and then I have to give them my ID at the doorstep. Mm. Um, oh. and if I am not there, so this last, the one that these, this, this one came in and the one that we're going to do in two weeks from now came in, um, I wasn't home when they showed up. And so they just left a, a note on my door with a number to call and, or I just wait until whatever date they write on the note. Mm-hmm. So I had to wait another two days before they made their rounds again. Um, I was home that time. Well, so the, it's not iced. It's not cold, is it? No. Beers, no, come. it's mm-hmm. not cold. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, they they come in just a, like a box, and the box has little... Um, so you can put them in can by can. Separators, mm-hmm. like right. dividers, yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah. That'd be, We've, make me a little nervous. Yeah. A little bit, uh, but... The from what I understand from the app, like because you fill up your crate till whatever date, uh-huh. like you have like a month or something, or like two or three weeks or something, depending on. So, right now, if I open the app, uh, we're recording this on August 11th, and mm-hmm. I can fill my crate to till midway September, so about a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, they ship all of that for fifteen. But I mean, you know, yeah, right? Depending on what what you get. I know some folks that will send out. Uh, I'm on a text chain, and they'll be like, "Hey, I'm doing that Tavor. Mm-hmm. Anybody want to go in on it? You know, they split the shipping cost. Sure. Oh yeah. If you get two or three people, then you're spending five bucks for shipping versus fifteen. Hmm. Yeah. And yeah. You can you know order whatever you want to order. So. I guess that's better than like we've had. There have been a few travelers that have sent like their recruiters the beer of the month mm-hmm. club or whatever, mm-hmm. and there's been some decent beers with those. Yeah. But a lot of there's there was a handful that came expired already. Oh like, really? It was, yeah. It was kind of it was it wasn't a great experience, yeah. but it was one of those like Groupon things or, or whatever it was. This mm. one this one must be because this is the one I've 
I hear about. Right. Well, this one, I, I actually enjoy it. If it weren't, if I wasn't careful, I'd spend a lot of money on this. Yeah. Um, pretty uh-huh. easy. But why don't you do that and see? No, don't do that. <laughs> don't. Freshly married guy. Don't yeah, do that. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. No. Uh, see, I like that you've already thought that through. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Okay, you're smart. Yeah. yeah. So I did I did find out what the Plato gravity, it was a gravity thing. Is it? Okay. Yeah, Plato gravity scale. Um, it's mm. basically just the measurement of the concentration of dissolved solids in a brewery wort. Uh, so, for example, 10 degrees Plato wort would contain 10 grams of extract per 100 grams of wort. Yeah. Now, what's a wort? Wort is the the stuff you're brewing, basically. Yeah, the grain, so, is mm, it? the okay. malt or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep. The before delicious part. Yeah, before before you could drink it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. I don't think you'd want to drink it. It's probably you can't, not. It's warm. You can... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose you could. <laughs> you check it. I mean, now I've ha- just to taste it a little bit when you homebrew sometimes, yeah. just to make sure you're not totally screwed before you finish up. Oh. You're waiting for something that just tastes like garbage at the end. It's just like warm oatmeal water. That's what it tastes like. Mm, oatmeal. Um, I was gonna do a little refresher just on Goza style. Okay. Yep. Just real quick. Um, comes from Goslar, Germany. We've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, first brewed a thousand years ago. Which is a long time. Wow! wow. Uh, the water source there is, has a lot of saline concentration, so a lot of salt in the water. Mm. Um, Sixteen yep. to seventeen hundreds, this beer became so popular it actually made it to the next town over in Germany. Which back then there was no refrigeration, there was no um, distribution. So if any styles, you know, like you'd had to go someplace and really love it and take it home with you, mm. like the recipe or something. And this was so popular that it made it to Leipzig, Germany, from Goslar, and then it kind of went crazy all over Germany. Um, it's a regional specialty, so every region in Germany has its own sort of like recipe okay. or ingredients. Um, because of that, it's exempt from the German beer purity law, which is, ugh, I wish Spies was here to tell me the name. No but kidding. Rhein Hestgebot. Let's go with that. Mm. I I just drank a uh, Oktoberfest. Now that it's August, I can yeah, drink those, right? Sure. Uh, that actually it lists that on the and there's a lot of German on that label, but yeah. I, I, that sounds familiar. So that means it only can have water, yeast, barley, and hops. Mm. This has more than that, and, and that's why it's exempt because it's like an old regional thing. So if you're making this in Germany, it it gets through the law of, of the country for the beer making because of. Mm. It's like grandfathered in. It's basically. grandfathered, sure. And then I, the first one I could find really in the United States, um, Lost Nation Brewing Company in Vermont, 2013, made in Goza. That was kind of the big jump from. It's like seven years ago. Yeah. So from Europe, wow. Europe to here. So we're talking, what, 1,000 AD, it's in Germany. Yep. And 2013, it's in the United States. Have you- You've never have you ever been to Germany, Austria? Any? Yeah, you have. Mm-hmm. Just to drink beer, like I think I went when I was twenty one. So I drank beer, but I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. See, that's now. I think that would just be so much fun. Yeah, I'd probably gain like fifty pounds. Well, sure, probably <laughs> with all the pretzels, oh, malty and, beers. Oh yeah, yeah. and they're big. Yeah, Get like a the Stein man. Mm, like delicious. when I see a lot of times I see TV or movies or whatever documentaries. Mm-hmm. 
man, I don't have any issues drinking. Like these people have problems. <laughs> they can walk around and function just fine with, you know, two big steins of beer. Because they're drinking those big giant Yeah, they're beers. used to it, man. It's like one beer yeah, a day. Yeah, but remember last year when we were talking about Oktoberfest, they also all, like, like there's a communal hill where they all go and vomit. Right? I mean, remember that? They had like the puke hill or whatever. I don't remember a puke hill. Oh, I, that was a thing. Huh. It's a thing. They all had a hill they go go puke on. That's gross. And then you just go, you just in the rally, and Puking then you go rally, back. Man. Right, man. I wonder what that is in mm. German. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds just like it sounds. If Spees were here, maybe he would be able to tell. Puking rally hill, huh? Yeah, I actually looked up. So this seems to be a point of contention with with beer drinkers. Mm-hmm. You either believe it's ghosts, oh no, or Goza, Goza, yeah, right. It's Goza. I've always, yeah. So I looked it up. The best, and I, I took this off of keggerator.com. Oh, I, thought, I mean, that's the source. Right? I mean, it has to be. There yeah. were a number of other sites, too, but I thought keggerator.com sounded like mm-hmm. the best The best one. Uh, it's pronounced much the same way the name Rosa, yeah. Goza, right? Yeah. Same, same way, mm-hmm. with the emphasis on the O and the E making an uh sound. Like H, Goza. Because it's German, right? Yeah. So it's Goza. Yeah, I know a lot of really, really smart beer guys that still call them goose. Mm. <laughs> so. Better than goose, I guess. I guess. But I if know. you lift your pinky, then it's goze. Goze. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I have one more little piece of information for us. Okay. Because I was trying to find some research to do, and that was that came up hardly anything like this brewery. I couldn't figure out why it was transmitter. I did, I went through some whole, I read a bunch of research about transmitter and it was so science. I was just like, Nope, I'm not even going to try that. <laughs> so like, that's not happening. Uh, so what I did was I tried to even figure out what the different names of the beers meant. Like, why is it a letter and a number? I have no idea. Mm. And they all had that. They all had that, but I couldn't, there was nothing on why. I didn't, see, I didn't do any research at all. I just thought W4 was like in reference to the W4 that you fill out for jobs. That's where we're going, Dolan. Hey. W4 form. (laughs) Okay. I tried to find out like, okay, how long has it been around? Couldn't find any history on it. Like as a governmental form? Yeah. Okay. Couldn't find nothing. Okay. But basically they say it's what it is called is the employees withholding allowance certificate. Tells your workplace, your boss, how much money to hold back for taxes, right? Sure. So the more allowances you claim on there, the less money they take out. So you, you know, let's say you have 10 kids. Well, they're going to take less money versus if you have zero, then they take out a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of thing. Um, and then the only stats I could really find, um, in 2011, the IRS gave refunds to 100 million Americans based off the W-4. Okay. And they gave back $318 billion. So mm. they were people were overtaxed or whatever, $318 billion in 2011. Wow. wow. That's a lot of money. That's, that's a coin. Yeah. And mm. I, uh, as part of my job here, I look at W-4s every day. Mm-hmm. So that's when I saw that. That was the first thing I thought of. But I couldn't find, like, how long it's been around. I couldn't find out, you know, the first year that it was implemented there's they change every couple years maybe mm-hmm. yeah so there was a like a re uh organization of the form itself last year 2019 it came out this yep. year 2020 so there's a kind of a new version of it out there it had to have been like at the inception of the irs yeah right? i would, you think, would think so think right they need some form to go with that yeah it had to have been the same but it's interesting because it's not really sent to them like it's we keep it here you yeah know what i mean so like we're telling me, the employee, tell you, and then you tell them mm-hmm. what the number 
is the magic number or the dollar amount or whatever. So it's never like formally sent to them. It's just information passed to them. Hmm. Seems convoluted. Yeah. Lots of room for error. That's why I stay out of that accounting mm. stuff. Yeah. Taxes. Yeah. Who mm. cares? Pay a guy for that. Yeah. I remember uh, being 15 and getting my first job at the grocery store and having to fill out a W-4. Mm. And I was just like... <laughs> I had no You're like, what clue. is this? <laughs> what is this? And uh, I was talking to um, the boss there at the time. And he... I'm pretty sure he's still the boss there. But he... Uh, that was only like four years ago, so <laughs> I'm trying to do some math in my head. Like I had just started Atlas when he got that job. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. Um he wasn't very helpful. He, he I mean he was kind of already an asset. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know it because he wasn't my boss yet. Yeah, and you were fifteen. Yeah. And uh um I was asking him like, oh, what is this what does this mean? He's like, Do you have any kids? <laughs> Well, I'm 15, so... Uh, no, he's like, well, put zero. And so I... But me, just being very... My dad raised me to be very skeptical about everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm sitting there, like, reading it, like, do I really put zero? <laughs> so what'd you put, one? <laughs> I put zero. Okay, uh, good. I put zero. <laughs> yeah. You know, made it, like, $13 difference, probably, when you were 15 years old. Right, yeah, that made zero difference, yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Okay, slightly more on the untapped than maybe last week okay. in our in our twenty yeah. with uh, South Park Brewing twenty five uh-huh. <laughs> a little bit more than that okay. two thousand and eleven oh two thousand and eleven hey, same year the W four oh there we go facts I just had twenty eleven okay. no check ins from friends or, or anyone think else so. so no which is super weird so I mean normally I guess not super weird but uh, uh, there's always at least one. But we're always not drinking beer from New York <laughs> from City that Brooklyn, yeah, yeah, that has zero distribution here yeah. outside of Tavor, maybe. So, all right, what do you think? Uh, well, it's in Brooklyn, so I'm I'm thinking of hipsters. I'm thinking of beer nerds. I'm thinking this is a four point one zero. I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a four five, Whoa. but I'm gonna guess that it's a three eight. Mm. Three nine five. Mm. So, so right in the middle, right there. in the middle, right there. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think you're right. Yeah, you're right on. Like this is, there's uh, no offense, hipsters, but mm-hmm. this you're, you're right on the notes there. Yeah, like it's something that is different in a different way that we've ever had before. Dry hopping that goes is super. I mean, this is like. This is not an intro beer, right? No. I mean, this is like the beer nerds, mm-hmm. beer nerd beer. Yep. For this sort of stuff that we, you know, yep. some of them we talk about it. You know, you can get an Applebee's, this beer. You're not mm-hmm. getting there. Yeah. You can't roll into an Applebee's in New York and order a transmitter? I would, I would not think so. W4? Can no. I take a W4, please? I'd like there. to have it uh, um, on tap. I'd like to see what comes out more, the the citrus or the hops. I bet the hops comes way more. I bet you get Probably. way more of the dry hop Just out of the, yeah. it. Yeah. But I don't know if they even had it on tap, on tap there from what I could see on their menu. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was just canned. Just that was canned. it. Yeah. yeah. John does a pretty good job of tagging the brewery and, and mm-hmm. all that. Maybe you can add those questions in. Like, why why do you name your beers a letter and a number? Like, what's yeah, the, what's the code, know, man? What's like that. Why can't I figure? Maybe it that's out? just the it's the fermenter. Maybe it has something it. to do with the transmitter. I don't know. Uh, Dude, I wrote one sentence down. I'll read it to you. Okay. Convert sound waves or mechanical movements into corresponding electric waves or impulses. 
And I was like, nope. I'm not. <laughs> That's where I stopped. Science. <laughs> yep. And, in, and it wasn't even like a fun science. It wasn't beer science. It mm. was like technology <laughs> science. I'm like, no, I'm out of my element. Mm. Yeah, I, I really know. wonder. Where did they get the name, too? Because that wasn't Maybe anywhere. it's just because, you know, it's hard to get beer names. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, true. So this is just their way of doing that? Yeah. I no, I bet it's deeper. It, it's got to do look something. Look at the can. Look at how, look at the detail. But they're all that way, but there's nothing. I can't, I couldn't come up with any idea why it's a letter and a number. It has to be, it has, it has to do something with that building that they're in. It's a mystery. Something. <laughs> we need to go there and solve it. <laughs> I, I don't really plan on going anywhere for a while. Definitely not New York City. Not, Especially not New York right. City. But uh, maybe when all this crap's over. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, we can Zoom them. A little Zoom call. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, that would be. Rob be Anthony, cool. what do you, let's, get, yeah. let's get a Zoom call and find Tell out. Tell us more about it because likely we're not going to get to step foot in there. No, right. And Dolan will more, order more of your beers off Tavor and we'll drink them as we yeah. Zoom you. <laughs> yeah. Or we could Change do the, a CSB purchase and go there once a month and pick up our beer. It'd be a long drive. Yeah, it would. Yeah. <laughs> By the time you get back, you'd have to turn around and go again. <laughs> <laughs> and then you probably drink all the beers that you got on the way well, home. Well, if they got oysters and seafood, uh, okay, then yeah. you can do it. I, I could would. see how that goes well with oysters and seafood. Just the lemony of it. Just, mm-hmm. just it would it'd be perfect. Goes? Uh, uh, <laughs> Okay. Oh, oh wow. next, next week's going to be hard because it's a beer that I know I'm not a super big fan of. Hmm. And we'll see if Brian is. Okay. It's a, it's a hot beer. Oh. It's a pepper beer. Mm. Look at Don smiling already. I love it. He's licking his lips. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm starting to sweat already. <laughs> yeah. We're a couple weeks out from recording that one. So Yikes. we'll see. Well, Brian, we're not going anywhere for a while. Let's have another beer. Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff, an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.